Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. This is Greg from San Leandro. Okay, my question is, is what's, what is Satan's problem with Jesus Christ and God? What he has against them? Bye and God bless. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is all about power. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland, and today I would like to uh, speak about things that are as important as I possibly can. So, the best thing I can do is to turn the microphone on and just begin to talk without having pre-planned what I'm going to say. And thereby, one of two things will happen. Either what comes out of my mouth is just foolishness, Or what comes out of my mouth is something fresh and something you've never heard before or something you've never heard in this way spoken. So what do I want to say to you today? I want to say that 2023 is uh, perhaps a pivotal year because um, you can see what has been building up now, over the past two or three years, is a terrible burden upon the people and upon the world. And whatever is behind the scenes is power mad. It wants power, and it doesn't want to give up power. Because when it gives up power, not only does it lose its power, but it is exposed and It is seen for what it is, and it has to suffer the agony. See, whatever it is that is in charge of the madness and the horror and the deceptions and the lies and the agenda and the narrative and all of that, whatever it is, it doesn't feel its ugliness and its wickedness and its utter nothing. It's, it's utter, what, how can I say this? What it is, is so shallow, so dead, so filled with void, that it cannot bear seeing it's that of itself. And so it must immerse itself in something. It immerses itself in power, and it immerses itself in the feelings that it generates when it harms, sees the harm that it's causing to others. It revels in its power and its um, what it does to people. And so it is that it is power-mad. And as it is closer and closer to being exposed. It becomes more and more desperate to hold on to its power. Now, that brings us to the question that came in from Greg, the caller. And he said, what's, uh, what's Satan's problem? Or what's the devil's problem? What, is, what does he have against Jesus and God? Well, he has a lot of things against them. But the thing I'm focusing on right now is, you see, his power was taken away from him when Christ was killed upon the cross, Satan and his minions took what didn't belong to them. And so 
they broke the law and they stepped over the line and they had no legitimate claim upon Christ. And so that was the devil's undoing. Roland talks about Christianity in a common-sense way. He wants to see people unshackled, freed from the baggage of the past. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. At the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, Adam was seduced to to do something he wasn't supposed to do. And he came under the influence of the beguiler, and then he became subject to Satan, subject to the devil, legally, because Adam wanted what he was enticed for, you see? And he reached for it, and he took it, and so that sealed the deal, you see? And after that, well, the devil owned him. And Adam and his progeny became legal chattel, legal chattel of the devil who owned them. And so the devil then was the prince of this world. This was his kingdom of hell on earth, you see, where he was entitled because what he see, he was just the devil was doing things to a race that he basically owned. But when Christ went through his suffering and then died, then what happened? A, the devil took something that didn't belong to him, so he stepped over the line. And legally, now, he had no claim upon Christ and upon whatever was Christ's. Do you, you understand? In other words, here's a simple example. What do they say? If you join the mafia, then they'll never let you go. Once you step over that line, see... And the same thing with um, some gang, maybe. You know, you join the gang, and then they, don't, they won't let you go. And usually when you join the, the gang, they have you do something bad. They have you do something really, really bad. And when you do that, now they've got you. You see what I mean? Because you, see, you didn't, you didn't have to do the bad thing. But when you did, you became subject to them. So the devil had everything under his, under his thumb. But when Christ, so, so Christ then was established his new kingdom. Christ established his new kingdom, and those who were his would belong to him, and the devil would have no claim over them, no power over them. Do you understand? But it goes beyond that. What does it say in, in the Psalms and also in the New Testament, Paul and uh, Peter and some of the others, they talked about Christ being risen and he ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God. And to him is given all power, all power. Christ rules the earth. He rules the universe, given that by God. I want to read you some beautiful scriptures in this regard. First, I want to read from Revelation 
Chapter 12 And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation, and the strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows his time is short. And then I want to read you something from Acts chapter 2. Peter here is talking. And Peter said, David said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus who you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. And then I want to read one more scripture. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Finally, I want to read you something beautiful, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. He put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So now do you get it? This power-mad devil and those people who are also power-mad, they rage because their power was taken away from them, and now they exist for a very short time 
upon this earth, and they spread suffering and mayhem and chaos, and they exploit the people to get energy and substance from the people. But their day is short, and the devil, who was power-mad, now has lost it all, because Christ has been given all power by God the Father. It's very beautiful. Christ is totally in charge, and he has all power. So you know what that means, don't you? It means the devil lost all power. So now, the only way that the devil can do anything bad is by seducing people, ambitious people, see, and angry people, and people who themselves want power, people who themselves want to rule over others, people who themselves are full of hate. He seduces them, see, and then he uses their power, see? So when you see somebody that's um, full of hate and anger, for example, well, what is it that powers them? Well, isn't it the anger, the rage, the adrenaline pouring through their body? You see what I mean? Well, the devil uses that, and he also uses their brains to, through them, to think, and then with the energy of emotion, the energy of excitement. See? He uses them to then do his dire deeds upon, upon the earth and to people and to society. And so there you have it. And now do you see why he is raging? He is raging because he has lost his power. And those who then belong to Christ, he has no power over them. Did you know that you can listen to Shedding Shackles anytime on your phone? To listen to Shedding Shackles on your iPhone or Android, call 518-896-1902 or visit our homepage and look for live streaming. Now, let's talk about something else now. So do you understand? Now do you see what the devil has against God? He lost it all. He, it was all taken away from him. But now he knows that his time is short. He has no power. He's just living a short spell using the energies of, of people. So if people were to be awakened, if the people were enlightened, and the people woke up from their trance, and they saw what was being done to them, and they saw the lies, and they saw the narrative, and they saw the deception, and they saw how they're being exploited and used. And right now, it's, it's, it's what do they say, hidden in plain sight? I mean, it's right in your face now. It's right in your face. You can look, or you can see the suffering of the people. And, uh, but then you see the power mad ones. Now, they are, they are power mad because, see, they are so... So once again, if 
one of these power, whoever is behind all of this, if they suddenly lost all of their power and they didn't have any emotions to hide into or any, any thoughts to hide in and imagination, and if they didn't have anything to hide in, then they would have to face their own nothingness, their own absolute and totally devoid of any valueness. I can't even put it in words. It's like trying to describe the void. It's so void that it's almost impossible to say anything about it, other than to call it a void. Well, that's what they are. But if they had to see that, see, and they don't want to see it, and they don't want to see it, so they cling to power, and they cling to their memories, and they cling to the suffering of other people that they can immerse themselves in. See? Well, there you have it. So now I think you, you got the idea. So now the next question is, how do people give power to the devil? See, he doesn't have any power. It was taken away from him. How do they give power to the devil? What's by, well, it's by doing things that aren't right. Whenever you do something that's not right, whatever seduced you owns you. It's that simple. And it has permission. See, if you step over the line and do something wrong, then the one that seduced you to do that, you see, you didn't have to step over the line. And one day you wake up and you've done something bad and now, now you're, you're a member of a gang or the mafia and they won't let you go. See, that's the thing, they won't let you go. And you gave them permission to enter. See? So I could give you so many examples of that. But now do you see that as soon as you step over the line, if you steal a penny, if you say something mean, and you know it's mean, but you say it anyway, or... You, you hate somebody, or you could have done something, you could have helped somebody, but you turned your back on them. See? Anything that you do that's not totally right, or you should um, spend some time with your family, with your kids, but instead you go somewhere and watch football instead. See? Anything that you do that is not perfectly in tune with what's right, or that's right, with what's right. Then you are stepping over the line and you're entering into another realm. And by stepping over the line, you give them their permission to, do, to use you and to exploit you. So you've got to understand that that's why you don't want to step over the line. You don't want to do anything bad. You don't want to do a, anything that's obviously bad. But as you become more aware, as you become more aware, you become aware of subtle things that aren't quite right. And then you don't do those either. But now I want to add something else here. And that is that we humans, the progeny of Adam, we inherit his nature. And so we're naturally concupiscent. Naturally selfish, naturally gullible, naturally faithless, naturally full of doubt, naturally um, malleable, naturally easily misled. Do you see? And so, in this state that we are born into, it's not your fault. You didn't choose it. You didn't choose to be born. 
to the family they were born to or the parents that you were born to or any of that. You didn't choose any of that. So you didn't make that choice. Adam, Adam made the original choice. You haven't had a choice. And then thereby, not only are you born subject to the parents that you were, that you were born to, not only are you subject to the powers that be and subject to the devil who's in charge of the world, see? So not only are you totally subject to all that, but then you make your own little boo-boos, and that makes you even more subject. So there you are. So eventually you don't have any choice left. Your choices are not really choices. You, don't, you haven't had a choice. You're born inheriting the fallen nature and subject as I have described. So you need to be saved from your choiceless existence, where you think you have choices, but your choices are just choices between the devil and the deep blue sea. So, God has to save you. You can't save yourself. God has to save you. You have to be saved from your inherited nature. You have to be saved from compulsive decision-making and choices that aren't really choices. And you have to be saved from your subjectivity and your addictions and your enslavements and your obsessions and all of those, which are all basically derivatives of denial. And how are you saved from it? By being willing, and surprisingly, it's very easy, it's by being willing to admit you're wrong. Stop trying to deny that there's anything wrong with the way you exist. Be willing to admit the truth and not resent it. Stop denying reality and stop denying God. And stop denying, stop trying to play God. See, when you try to play God, it's tantamount to denying God. You see? But when you stop playing God, and you stop judging other people, and you stop condemning other people, and you stop condemning yourself, and you just sit there as a regular person, now God can save you by progressively revealing himself to you so that you'll know that God exists. And by enlightening you with truth, you will begin to see things the way they really are. And now instead of denying the way things are, you just simply see what is. And then he redeems you. He reforms you. He rejuvenates you. He renews you. And best of all, you actually are reborn into the kingdom of God. And then you become subject to him, subject to truth. And the truth is always simple. The way is clear. When he shines his light upon things, you see clearly which way to go. You don't have to make a decision anymore. You simply go the way you see is wise and right. It's also simple. It's also beautiful. And God can do it all. And he will when you stop trying to deny that there's anything wrong with your attitude and your willfulness and your pridefulness and your bossiness and your meddling and your faithlessness. And when you stop trying to pin the blame on anything but take a look at your own attitude and be willing to admit the truth, whatever it is, without resenting it. Getting Right with Roland Two minutes of Roland's best. A man sent me an email and said he messed up big time. 
And I want to read you something from uh, my book, Roland on Relationships. A man must never fail. He must be principled and honorable. That is a father's role and a husband's duty. When he fails, the whole family suffers. I've been saying this for 30 years and nothing has changed. Secondly, I want to say that no one can make a man into a man. He must find it within himself. It is the father's spirit that our wives and children need. I will never forget something I once read. It was about the life of a sea captain who lived in the 1800s. It told how, despite the fact that he was at sea for months at a time, his wife and his daughter respected and loved him dearly. They were happy and secure, though thousands of miles away. He was a man of highest honor and impeccable virtue. He was a noble, principled man doing his duty. He had the Father Spirit from an inner bond with his Creator. And it is that Spirit that protected the family, made them secure, and was a powerful antidote to the doubt and confusion in the world. Loving the good in him was the same as loving the good for which he stood. If a man fails big time, his only hope is to realize his wrong, be sorry, apologize, and then never fail again. Maybe his wife will forgive him and maybe she won't. He must live the rest of his life honorably and with dignity, knowing full well that she may never forgive him. Even if she does not forgive him, he must continue in the marriage, do his duty, and never look for sympathy. If she divorces him, he must live a principled and decent life. He must suffer indignity forever if necessary. He must not become bitter. He must become better. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, producer of Shedding Shackles. I would like to take a moment to ask you if you would consider partnering with Shedding Shackles to help Roland stay on the air in your city and help Roland continue to reach out to more people in 2023. Every penny we receive pays for airtime which we purchase from the station you're listening to right now. So you can be sure your gift keeps Roland on the air. To make a donation by credit card, just visit SheddingShackles.com and click on Donate. That's SheddingShackles.com. You can make a donation one time or set up a monthly donation at Safe and Secure PayPal. To send a one-time check in the mail, here's the address. 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. Thank you. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.